Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is January 24th, 2023, and our first story. The atomic scientists have moved the doomsday clock to 90 seconds to midnight, the closest it has ever been, suggesting that nuclear annihilation may occur in the war with Russia. But also, the FBI is now investigating more power station attacks. There's more evidence that there could be total societal collapse, civil war, whatever you want to call it. We may be actually close to midnight. In our next story... Damar Hamlin came back, except you can't see his face. He's wearing a mask, glasses, and a hoodie indoors. So there's a conspiracy theory. It's a body double, and he actually died. In our next segment, fentanyl overdoses. Seattle has run out of space for the dead bodies. Why is this happening in Democrat cities? We got several more segments, but if you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists have reset the doomsday clock to 90 seconds to midnight, the closest it has ever been. This signals that we are the closest humanity has ever been to the brink of annihilation. And the reason they give? The war in Ukraine. Okay, now that we are all serious and all that, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Dr. Manhattan, who is a comic book character, who said something to the effect of, I would assume I would only say that a uh, that that a symbolic clock is as nourishing to the intellect as a photograph of oxygen to a drowning man. That is to say, it's completely meaningless. Or I'm sure there was some deeper meaning in it, but it doesn't mean anything to us. This is a panel of scientists, I guess, who are like, we have created a symbol that represents when the world will end in nuclear annihilation, and we are moving ever closer. They claimed that they were moving it closer before because of like climate change and stuff. And I'm like, we get it. We get it. You're not relevant anymore. Your opinions and your symbols mean nothing to me. And then the war in Ukraine happened and they were probably like, we're relevant again. World War Three is potentially on the horizon and humanity faces extinction. I'm sure they were oh so excited to be able to come out and do their little performance where they pull down the the black cloth and reveal the clock ticking ever closer to midnight. I love the idea. It's actually creative and brilliant. Five minutes to midnight. Like at midnight, is that when we're supposed to launch the nukes or something? But the reality is, as much as I don't really care for the symbolism of a clock striking midnight or whatever... I think it's fun, something we grew up with. It's been around since 1947. There is something to be said about the war in Ukraine, why it's bad, why we probably should back away. 
and the announcement that the U.S. would be sending Abrams tanks into the country signals, yeah, maybe they're right this time. Maybe it doesn't matter if it's a clock or otherwise. Some dude coming out, be it a homeless guy, me or them, saying, guys, we are dangerously close to nuclear war. Let's back off. But you don't get that. You don't get it because you got people like Kevin McCarthy, who uh, DC Drano cleverly called Kievan Ukarthy, <laughs> with the uh, Ukraine flag uh, lapel pin and, and handkerchief or whatever. They are hell bent on winning by any means necessary, even in the face of a massive nuclear power desperate as they are fighting a war on their own border, says we will nuke. Okay, not in literal terms. What's happening now is state propagandists for Russia, they're saying either we win in Ukraine, we get what we want, or it's World War Three. And many prominent individuals in Russia have said, maybe it's time to fight us in nukes. Fire the nukes. Do it before. Then you get people in America saying, well, maybe we should strike against Russia before they get a chance to strike against us. Here's my pitch. I don't care about Ukraine, okay, in terms of this context of this war, in terms of the greater threat to humanity. I care about Ukraine and its peoples in terms of my general caring for people of the world. I like Ukraine. I've been there several times. I have friends there. But I will not advocate for what could escalate us into World War III. The response I often hear is, Russia started it. We don't let Vladimir Putin take whatever he wants and appease him because he will not stop. Fair point. Fair point. But the U.S. is doing a bit more than just stop trying not to appease Vladimir Putin. The, the U.S. has been agitating. I don't want to say aggressing, but the U.S. has been agitating with NATO expansion on Russia's borders endlessly over the past several decades. There was th- th- this was obvious that it was going to happen. So at a certain point, you can say, I get it. Russia invaded Ukraine. But what NATO and the U.S. have been doing with their expansion over the past several decades has been triggering this conflict. Trump's not innocent here. Certainly not. But let's read the news. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to read the story for one, but also to click that join us button and become a member to support our work directly. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive members only segments of this show. Last night, Steven Crowder here on the show one of our biggest with uh, combined live viewership, the biggest live show we've ever done. Um, that is, to be fair, that is because Crowder sent his followers over. And if you combine the followers from his channel and ours, we had like 198,000 live viewers or more probably with three streams. The most we've ever done, I think, is around like 180. So I believe and that may have been the biggest. It may have been. I think it was 180. It may have been 160. I could be wrong. But uh, that members only show is up at TimCast.com. Check it out. We talk about the inner workings of some of this media deals, the things we've been offered, what it means, and how we're going to, uh, and just how we're going to try and fix things for the, for the better moving forward in the future. And it's only possible because you guys become members. So I will say this. As we hear the news that we are ticking 90 seconds to midnight, I say to you, my friends, if you believe in the work that we do, and you think that we are genuine in our efforts to make things better, go to TimCast.com, click join us. Then you can choose 10 bucks a month to become a member to help support our work in our cultural endeavors and otherwise. 
We're setting up physical locations. The coffee shop is in the works. We have the building. It is literally happening. The fact-checking nonprofit, it is happening all the same, but these things take a very long time. Coffee shop are probably up in a, in a few months. We need your support. This is how we run. Ad rates are unreliable. Layoffs are happening across the board. If you can and you want to, we appreciate your support. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's read and play this video. From TimCast.com, 90 seconds to midnight is the closest the clock has ever been set to midnight, and it's a decision our experts do not take lightly. And here is the video. Shall we play this video? And you will hear the somber and serious tone. Here we go. The members of the Science and Security Board move the hands of the doomsday clock forward, largely, though not exclusively, because of the mounting dangers in the war in Ukraine. We move the clock forward the closest it has ever been to midnight. It is now 90 seconds to midnight. Then they just stand there awkwardly and stare at the camera. I find it oh so funny. I just want to say, look, 90 seconds to midnight means literally nothing to me. Why? Because it's a nonsense term. It's as nourishing to the intellect as a photograph of oxygen to a drowning man. It is literally nothing. You made up a thing. Like, here's what, I'm, here's what I said I'm going to do. I'm going to make a turtle race once a year. And then every time the turtle wins the race, we're going to think, scratch our beards or, you know, what we can grow of a beard. And then we're going to be like, I must move forward the, the turtle meter of apocalypse. It's a random thing they made up. And it's relative. Meaning, as things progressively get worse, and they come out and say, we are moving the clock closer to midnight. And then what? It was 100 seconds to midnight. Then it's 90 seconds. Next, it'll be, nine, it'll, it'll be 87 seconds, because they're like, if we go too fast, we're going to end up with no increments between 11.59 and midnight. You know, basically, for those that don't understand, what it means is when you get to midnight, the world blows up. Okay, that's, it's nuclear war. What happens when they're like, we're five seconds to midnight, and then Vladimir Putin like takes a dump on, 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 a, on a treaty or something? It's like, is that not inching us closer? What if Vladimir Putin is outright like, I'm going to press the button right now. How long till midnight then? Are you letting him like, it's five seconds. He's going to push the button. My point is this. It's relative. They're saying it's 90 seconds, but that doesn't mean anything. They could say it's 10 seconds and it doesn't mean anything. And then what happens if, if right now we get 89 trigger factors in this conflict? Are they going to choose to ignore some of them? Because otherwise they'll be too close to midnight. And then they'll be like, actually, it's five past midnight and the world didn't blow up. So I guess we're good. Okay, now, now, look, I really loved ragging on the doomsday clock, but uh, there is something to be said about their opinions on this one, that the war in Ukraine is heading us down a dangerous and dark path. And you've got psychopaths in the establishment political parties, Republican and Democrat alike, who are like, yay, Ukraine, war, war, war. And it's like, okay, look, man, I'll make fun of these scientists because I don't really care. But like, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, 
They offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Hey, they're the experts, right? Can we just say there's a kind of consensus that the warmongering is going to blow up this planet and we'd like it to stop? Donald Trump's been saying it. Thebulletin.org writes, a time of unprecedented danger. It is 90 seconds to midnight. The war in Ukraine may enter a second horrifying year with both sides convinced they can win. Ukraine's sovereignty and broader European security arrangements that have largely held since the end of World War II are at stake. Also, Russia's war on Ukraine has raised profound questions about how states interact, eroding norms of international conduct that underpin successful response to a variety of global risks. And worst of all, Russia's thinly veiled threats to use nuclear weapons remind the world that escalation of the conflict by accident, intention, or miscalculation is a terrible risk. The possibility that the conflict could spin out of anyone's control remains high. And I'll say it like this. Some guys in a nuclear sub. He gets warning. The alarms go off. The U.S. has launched missiles. And he presses the button to retaliate. Nuclear shot fired. Russia also has a tsunami bomb. An underwater nuke that blows up causing a tsunami to wipe out a city or a large wave of some sort. The issue is, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the story this way. I read a story a long time ago about uh, uh, two guys. I think it was in Texas. I'm not sure. And a guy gets rear-ended. He's angry. He gets out of his car. He's been rear-ended. And he's looking at, he's, he's, he's looking at his, his fender and he's like, you smashed my car, you stupid SOBs yelling. The guy who hits him says, calm down. I'm in an accident. I'm sorry. He goes, no, you dumb mother. Why did you? T-? The other guy's ba- is backing away with his hand up. It was an accident, man. It was an accident. Calm down. When the guy's screaming in his face, he puts his hand on his hip. Guy notices he has a gun. The guy sees him reaching his hand towards his gun and then says, no, 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 no. And then pulls his gun out. It was a rapid escalation. The other guy who sees the guy yelling, yelling at him, he puts his hand on his gun, puts his hand up. The other guy pulls his gun out, keeping it low. So he pulls his gun out. The other guy then sees him drawing his gun, gun raises his, says, don't, don't. They both point and then they got shot. I can't remember exactly how it went down, but it was something to that effect. Uh, and I heard that story from, from someone who wasn't a gun control person. It was like someone was talking about the importance of gun safety, classes, escalation, these kind of things, why you shouldn't get mad, talking about road rage ain't it. And I, I can't remember. I think one guy got shot. I'm not exactly sure what happened. But um, this story I heard, maybe it's not true. Maybe it was like one of those lessons they teach you, but it's a story someone told me. And I was like, it's interesting. Imagine a world war to this degree. Russia gets a signal that the U.S. is making troop movements. They get scared. One by one, both sides keep hearing signals that make the other believe they're, they're, they're escalating towards each other. When finally they're like, look, if we don't fire now, they will fire on us. And the guy in the sub hits the button. Newt goes up. That's why there's fail safes. 
But look, fail safes or not, I think it's possible that we are entering into a very serious crisis because of what the U.S. is doing in Ukraine. And I know people are going to say, that's not fair. Russia invaded Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine share a border. I don't like that they invaded. It's their fault. But the U.S. has no business in Ukraine. If Poland said, fine, it's like a NATO thing now. Well, Poland's threatened because of the expansion of Russia. Here we go. The United States sending weapons, personnel, special forces, basically leading the charge. We are not a border state with Ukraine. Our security is not at risk directly. You want to talk about energy prices and whatever, fine. But this is something we should not be engaged in. They're going to say Russia's thinly veiled threats to use nuclear weapons remind the world the escalation of conflict could spin out of control. Russia's recent actions contravene decades of commitments by Moscow. In 94, Russia joined the United States, United Kingdom and Budapest, Hungary to solemnly declare that it would respect the independence and sovereignty of the existing borders of Ukraine. And fair point, we told Ukraine, give up your nukes because they're originally Russia's. And if you do, we've got your back. Therein lies the big problem. Do we really? Do we really? From the mirror, Vladimir Putin ally claims World War Three has already started. Calls for nuclear strikes. Well, this is fun. How you doing? TV propagandist Vladimir Solovyov told Russians that Moscow should target the West to disrupt NATO countries from sending supplies to Ukraine. It comes as Western countries continue to send aid. World War II. I'm not a historian. I don't know literally everything about it. I have a general understanding. The U.S. was sending supplies to the Brits. Germans were not happy about it. The Japanese were concerned as the U.S. was expanding in the Pacific, especially with Pearl Harbor. They were concerned that the U.S. would eventually enter the hostilities, or technically they already were. And the general understanding, I'm probably totally wrong about this because I just read, I was reading about it in this context. They decided to preemptively strike the U.S. because they they thought the U.S. was coming regardless. The U.S. was engaged in certain trade that was disruptive to Japan. Japan said, fine, we're going to make our move before they do. You get Pearl Harbor. The U.S. is drawn in. Now, there's a bunch of other stories. People say like, there's, there's, there's a, like I'm not going to pretend to know everything about it. My point is this. That may be not true. I could be wrong about that. Just something I heard and I didn't pull up and study and pull up. Normally, I'll pull up like an academic article or something to make sure I get the facts right. But I'm just saying, think about it this way. Russia is, is, is looking at this conflict in Ukraine and they're getting beat up. Then they're going to think, what happens after this? If we lose Ukraine, if NATO and the U.S. take it, because the U.S. is talking about sending in Abrams. Okay. What if Russia is saying nuclear war is inevitable at this point? So why not win it? And what that means is they'll say, if we wait, we get nuked. We might as well nuke first. Hit the button. Look, I don't know, man. It seems unbelievable. Like it won't happen. They go on to say, it comes as Britain is poised to supply Challenger 2 main battle tanks to Kiev in the first such move of the war. France is shipping French AMX-10 reconnaissance vehicles. Germany is sending 40 martyr infantry fighting vehicles. And the U.S. is promising 50 M2 Bradley fighting vehicles. Solovyov told his viewers across Russia's 11 time zones, there is a full-scale third world war. He's not wrong. I'm sorry, man. It's World War III, in my opinion. 
You don't get the UK, France, uh, what do we have, and Germany sending in tanks, machinery into Ukraine to fight Russia and and say, no, 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 we're not at war. Maybe, maybe he's saying it's not, maybe it's, maybe it's not a world war because it's just Russia. But I think what'll happen is you're going to see Russia and China. Look, when in World War II, it's funny that we called it that. Japan never made contact with, with Germany physically. They were separated by the world. And some I've, I've read argued it wasn't even really a world war. It was just two distinct wars happening simultaneously. And that Japan and Germany only somewhat worked with each other because of, you know, shared interests. But it's not like they were actual allies fighting together. And thus, this could be World War Three. It could be. From Bloomberg. All is not quiet on the Eastern Front. They, they write for Bloomberg that victory in Ukraine could mean World War Three for the rest of us. Because Vladimir Putin will not accept the expansion of NATO territory taking its entire borders. Right now, Russia's access to Crimea, its only warm water port, is a giant bridge. They want a land bridge. They want a large swath of land, the Donbass region that connects to Crimea to guarantee their access to their warm water port. Among other things, there's a lot going on. The U.S. is saying no. Do you think that if we take back this territory, Ukraine becomes a NATO country, which they're now pushing for, that Russia is going to sit back and say, well, you know, we tried. Or do you think Putin's going to say, not on my watch and hit the button? The button. Is Vladimir Putin going to? I'll put it this way. Do you think Vladimir Putin wants to go down in history as the guy who led Russia to a crushing collapse? What I hear is that he has particular disdain for uh, Gorbachev. It was Gorbachev, right? He's the he's the guy who basically oversaw the deconstruction of the Soviet Union. I've read that Vladimir Putin wants to reignite the Soviet Union. Thus, he's been expanding this this uh, federal trade block. Russia wanted Ukraine in their federal trade block. But I talked to Ukrainians in Kiev, not in the Donbass region, but in Kiev. And they said, we remember the Soviet Union and we will not join them. They wanted to be in the Schengen zone. Ukrainians wanted to freely travel Europe. Makes sense. There's wealth there. Russia says no. And thus you get this war. And now we hear more and more. Newsweek says Russian state TV pundit says either we will win or there will be World War Three. That was December. From CNN, just today, U.S. finalizing plans to send Abrams tanks to Ukraine. Oh, from our good friend Natasha Bertrand, like I believe her. She's just regurgitating whatever the intelligence agencies tell her. But I will say this, this one, fine, probably true. They're outright admitting it. I think the U.S. has been at war with Russia the whole time. I think this has been a Russian-NATO war the whole time. And this is what comes next. Do you believe Russia backs down? No. I think first, if Russia really gets to the point where they feel like they're losing, I think they go scorched earth. I think they may, they may use tactics we've not yet seen. A march to the sea, as it were, using tactical nuclear devices, nuclear artillery to destroy farmland, irradiate it, salt the earth so that no one will ever use this land again if they can't have it. They want their land bridge to Crimea. A bomb went off on the bridge from Russia to Crimea, and that was bad. 
It exemplifies exactly why they want that land bridge from Donbass to Crimea. The U.S. doesn't seem to care that Russia is saying no and threatening nuclear weapons. Now, I think officially, the official stance of the Russian government is they're not going to nuke. But you got these propagandists saying, do it, nuke them, nuke them. But we're not just here to talk about Russia and Ukraine. We're here to talk about 90 seconds to midnight is the end nigh. Well, my friends, I hate to say it, but I hope you're getting prepared for something. At this point, if you're not a prepper, then I'll laugh. We used to laugh at preppers. Now the preppers, prep, preppers, the preppers are laughing at us. From the Daily Beast. FBI investigating latest attack on electrical substation. It's from this morning. Someone attacked a substation. In the early morning hours of January 17th, unknown suspects fired multiple shots at the substation in Thomasville, the agency said, asking anyone with information to contact the FBI tip line. The shooting came shortly after two other substations in Moore County were targeted by gunfire, leaving thousands without power in late December. In the Thomasville incident, no power outages were reported, but the energy companies at the incident caused hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage. From the National Review, it's giving me the business. It says, who is attacking our power grid? On the menu today, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. This is from December 27th. They say, picture it's Christmas. You're about to prepare a big meal for the whole family when the power goes out. All the lights, the refrigerator, your computer, your cell phone charger, the works. That happened this year for a lot of families in the Seattle area. But it wasn't wind, snow, or bad weather. Someone shot up their local power substation. This keeps happening. Yo, what's going on? This, this is not an accident. I was looking at, um, I was thinking about stocks. I remember when uh, Dave Portnoy, he's the Barstool sports guy. I remember when he was tweeting up a storm about Penn Gaming stock, about how it was going to be big, going to be big. And I saw it and I saw his tweets and I ignored it. Despite the fact that not too far away from me is the Charlestown Races, Hollywood Casino, one of my favorite places. Much to the uh, disappointment of my girlfriend. I love going there. Horse races are fun to watch, hang out outside, watch the horses run. You've got table games, you've got slots, you've got the steakhouse. It is an adult arcade. I love it. I don't like going in there and losing tons of money, but you set a little bit aside. You play, you have some fun, you go, play, you go hang out with your friends. I love, I, I, I love uh, going there. Somebody shot up the local power stations at these, uh, in, 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 these various, in these various areas. They are, they are intentionally doing it. I forgot where I was going with the casino point, uh, to be honest. But um, the point, I suppose, is someone is targeting these things intentionally. They are trying to shut our power down, and I don't know exactly why. And I don't think anybody really does. But it signals that we are getting ever closer to midnight. I was going to make some point about the casino, and then I started getting excited talking about all the fun, th- fun, th- fun things there, and then I totally lost my train of thought. So I'll eat that one. But the point is, we are dealing with something quite apocalyptic. It may be that things get a lot worse. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I completely remember now where I was going with it. The pen gaming thing and David Portnoy. Okay, so I love the casino. Obviously, I lost my train of thought. But uh, hanging out there, they launched the Barstool Sports section. It's an amazing, massive hanging jumbotron screen with multiple TVs on it. And even though I knew this pen gaming institution was expanding rapidly and preparing this big launch, I didn't buy any of the stock. That was my point. That was my point. I got it back. When Dave Portnoy was talking about how the stock's going to be hot, 
I was like, yeah, 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 boy. And I'm literally staring at the expansion of this business, knowing it's, it's like going to succeed. I'm physically excited for it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I feel like I should have acted upon my gut. I should have thought and connected the dots and said, hey, wait a minute. This guy's saying the stock's going to skyrocket. It did, by the way. I'm saying I love hanging out there. Maybe I should buy some stock, huh? I didn't. So I think about like Rumble now. That's where I learned my lesson. I was like, okay, we know Rumble's growing massively. They got a big investment. It's all over the news. I bought a bunch of Rumble stock. And uh, I think I've made a little, no, I think I'm down a, a, a little bit. But I was just like, if I believe in it, I'm going to buy stock in it. Here's what I'm trying to get to. Looking at these stories about substations being attacked, how many of your friends and family know what's happening? How many of you are seeing the news that once again, another attack happened? Who's doing this? Here's my point. If I was going to buy stock, if I was going to look at the news and then predict the future, maybe I should say, hey, man, something's happening. Just like with the expansion of the casino and the rise in stock value from Penn Gaming. Shout out to Dave Portnoy, I guess. Portnoy. But my point stands. I'm reading the news right now and I'm hearing Vladimir Putin war. The threats of propagandists that demand they use nukes. Someone's shooting up substations knocking out the power. I hope you got a backup generator. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about seeing all of these things line up in front of me and then not buying stock. The reality, I bought food. We got chickens. I got out of the cities. I hedged, I hedged my bets. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be in a place like this. I can't tell you the chaos that you will experience if the power goes out in a major city for an extended period of time. I was in New York after I think it was Hurricane Sandy. And the power was out in some areas for weeks. And it was crazy. Spoiled food, lines out the door. People were hungry. Went to a bodega. Two guys standing outside holding, I think they're holding like wood bars, like two by fours. They waited. Only one person at a time. I went inside. What do we do? Cash only. There's no power. Don't take anything perishable. Open up the cooler. There's a warm Gatorade. Take it out. Hand them cash. Can't give you change. Don't worry about it. It was two bucks or whatever. I'm looking at everything going on. And I'm saying to myself, Maybe we should consider that we are on the verge of something dark, whether we want to or not. This is not an attempt to blackpill you, my friends. The New York Times reported attacks on four Washington substations cut power to thousands. This story is from December 27th. That's what they were talking about at the National Review. It's not the only time it happened. It happened on the East Coast several times. Now it happened again. The FBI reporting that in what was this, Moore County, Thomasville, they said it happened. the shooting came shortly after two other stations in Moore County were targeted. Apparently, it's happened much, much more often than we realize. There have been dozens substation attacks. Someone is trying to take out the grid, or at least at a small level. This is the scary thing. I talked about civil war. And, uh, you know, I, we actually, I think I might have something here from CNN Politics. Three active duty Marines arrested 
for participating in the January 6th Capitol riot. Hey, look at CNN politics. They called it a riot, not an insurrection. Good for them. Active duty Marines participated. Active duty. All right. Atlanta Antifa suspect worked at CNN. Is the daughter of Chinese pharma tycoon, blah, blah, blah. A CNN employee is a far left extremist. Suspected. Here's my point with all of this, man. I've talked before about the potential for civil war quite a bit. And people say, no, 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 you're wrong. And the one thing I said is, my friends, it would take only about 16 guys to disrupt this country in ways you can't even imagine. 16 guys, two guys stand on a major highway in the middle of, of Nebraska. All of a sudden, traffic is jammed up and no one knows why. How do you clear out two guys? They're armed. How long until they can dispatch some kind of police to do anything about it, especially when traffic is built up in both directions to such a degree, it makes it very difficult to get there. Now, of course, they could respond. But imagine you had only two people hell-bent on conflict. Sure, the police can arrive, but if those guys aren't backing down, that road ain't opening up. I'm talking about two guys. Imagine 16. That's the scary thought. It is difficult to build a system. It is easy to knock a system down. It is difficult to build a machine, but it's easy to throw a wrench in, in the gears, grind the whole thing to a stop, destroy it. That scares me. I don't want escalation. I want things to improve, to get better, to be comfortable, to be, for people's lives to get better. But it really does look like, be it nuclear war or Russia or something, or whatever is going on with these substations, we really are 90 minutes to midnight. It may be silly that these, uh, these scientists are just standing there and they all turn slowly and they pull down the thing and they look at you and then stand there awkwardly. And it's like, I don't know who you are, dude. I don't know why your opinion matters. But you stop for a second. You take a look around at everything that's happening and you say, you know what? Maybe we actually are looking at the prospect of some kind of collapse. Look, I do a bunch of these segments talking about, you know, morbid obesity, declining birth rates, Antifa violence. Add all those grains of sand together and you got to heat, my friend. So to throw it back to how much I love hanging out at the casino, watching the horses, playing the games, play to hold them. At the casino for the first time, I like hold them. Uh, did fairly well. Did fairly well. Felt kind of bad. It, 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 it's painful. Like, you know, some dude walks up and he's just trying to play a game for a couple hours. And I bet big and, I, and, he, and he makes a bad bet, take all his money. I just feel bad. I don't want to take somebody's money. I'm just there to play as well. But, uh, but it was fun. It was fun. I bring it up because as much as I do love it, and you can tell, I didn't invest in it. I could have bought some shares. I would have made money. What was I thinking? And if I'm seeing it, if I'm experiencing it, and I know it's fun and I like it, I should be like, put my money where my mouth is, baby. So when I look at all this stuff, I'm like, yeah, maybe. To be fair, I have been investing in things that help us survive in the event, in the, in the event of collapse. We got solar power. We've got chickens. We're not 100% sustainable. We're not homesteading or anything like that. We've got emergency supplies, things like that. We got guns. But once we launch the new studio for Damistan, we'll maybe get some goats. Probably won't get a cow. People are saying like, dude, cow produces way too much milk. 12 gallons a day. It's like, how do you drink all that milk? That's too much. I don't know. Maybe we just feed it to the animals or something. No, I don't know. I kind of would like to get a, to get a cow. But we got we to gotta plan. Ignore the panic. Take it to consideration. 
you are better off prepared than you are otherwise. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, the next, well, technically tonight, over at 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastnews. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Oh, man, I love the internet. I love the internet. We got this story. Damar Hamlin, Bill's game attendant, sparks conspiracy theory. All right, here's the conspiracy theory. You got Damar Hamlin, right? He's a guy, he's a young guy, he's in his 20s. He has a heart attack. No, I'm sorry, not a heart attack. He, has, he suffers from cardiac arrest on the field. He tackles a guy. It, it's, it's complicated because he didn't slam into a guy. Guy slammed into him, but he was the one doing the tackling. Afterwards, he gets up and he just falls down. Everybody started screaming that, you know, it's, it's the vaccine or whatever. I'm not saying anything. I, I don't know, but I, I want to tell you. Here's what the story is. He apparently, according to news reports, came back to the field to cheer on fans and the team and all that stuff. But yo, dude is covered up more, as others have said, like more than Michael Jackson. He's got a hood, a mask, and glasses on. So everybody's just saying, yo, that's not Damar Hamlin. That's somebody else. I don't know if it is or isn't. You got photos of Damar Hamlin in the hospital. I mean, he looks to be alive. I don't know what the conspiracy theory is that like he died. They think he died from the vaccine. And so they're trying to cover it up by making it seem like he's still alive. Yo, if that was the case, they wouldn't have anyone show up to the game. I don't, I don't get it. Or maybe the, the idea of the conspiracy is that by having a body double show up to the game where like fully covered, the media will report he was there. People won't actually read the news. They'll just hear he was there and be like, what do you mean? He was there. Everything's fine. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know about any of all, all that stuff. All I know is we don't have confirmation dude was actually there. You don't get to post a picture of a guy wearing a mask, glasses, and a hood and say, that's Bill Clinton. Uh, you know what I'm doing? Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Clinton was at, the, was, at, was at the football game. Now, I can't see his face in any way, but I am told it's Bill Clinton. So it must be. No, you can't see a photo. I mean, I'll show you a photo, but you're not going to see anything. You get my point? I mean, maybe it is him. Maybe it's not. Call it a conspiracy theory. Call it whatever you want. I don't know. All I know is you as journalists or whatever you call TMZ, I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, you know, it's like a celebrity gossip kind of thing. You don't get to just be like, they said a thing happened, therefore it did. Okay. But let me, let me play for you this video and then, uh, Y'all can decide for yourself what you think. Uh, hopefully I have the audio set up properly this time. I don't even know if the audio matters. Looks uh, like Jamar Hamlin is in the building. Yes, if they show him in the stadium in any capacity, it will blow the doors off of this place. Jamar Hamlin just showed up and it looks... So, uh, hold on. They said, they said that's Jamar Hamlin. Bro, you can't see anything. You don't know who that is. What are you talking about? Damar Hamlin just showed up, and it looks like his mom and his little brother is there. Oh, Oh, we love to see it. Stay tuned. It's the Bengals. Bills coming up on CBS. Good job. Here we go. All right, I'm going to pause. So comes out uh, out of the doorway, completely covered, looking down. You can't see his face. You can't see anything. Goes right into the, the elevator. No word, no question. Done. I'm sorry, man. I did not see anything. I don't know who that man is. Damar Hamlin returned to the Here's facility the this week. Sean McDermott telling us it was so good to have him around. He told us it's baby steps right now. It's all complete. Yo, 
there's a silhouette of a guy in a window. And they're like, that's him. Trust us. And I'm like, well, I don't understand. You don't get to just say a guy is somewhere and then not actually. It's just the weirdest thing. I, I got to be honest. It's, it's so Hanlon, weird. How involved he wants to be every day. A spokesperson close to the family said despite being out of the hospital, he still has a lengthy recovery. He requires oxygen and he has his heart rate monitored regularly. But he is upbeat. He's positive. And I was told he has a big smile. Yeah, Jamar stood up, right? Yeah, he did. This is it right here. What a scene. Oh, That's his, that's his sign. Why is he wearing a mask and a hood indoors like that? I just gotta say. And also, they film him in this room. We're like, that's him, all right. I'm like, why doesn't he say things? Why doesn't he speak words? Triumphant story that galvanized this. Galvanized the nation, blah, blah, blah. Look at this one. There's a photo. Come on, man. Tamar Hamlin makes emotional return to Highmark Stadium for Bengals-Bills game after devastating cardiac arrest. Okay, look, I don't know about any grand conspiracies or or anything like that. I mean, if I was going to speculate as to why, I'll I'll read about what they're saying about the conspiracies. If I was going to speculate as to why they would do this with not DeMar Hamlin, it could be because they want to keep his profile up. It's really that simple. Uh, Look, if, if, if dude did die of a cardiac arrest, why not just say he died of cardiac arrest? Why do they need to get a body double? If like if that's what you believe, why would they do it? Like, like who benefits? Yeah, as Alex Jones, keep bono. Is that, is that what you say? Keep who benefits? Is it um, they don't want people to think that he died because of the vaccine? Because they already said that wasn't the case. That his heart attack was uh, commotio cardis. Uh, car- uh, is that what they call it? That the hit from the tackle, shocked his uh, circulatory system and caused him to uh, go into cardiac arrest. I don't know if that's the, I mean, that's what they're saying. I don't know if that was officially diagnosed. And apparently that's more from a projectile. So it seems extremely unlikely, but maybe possible. I have no idea. But either way, the narrative was never that the dude, that the vaccine killed this guy. So why would they need to use a body double to make it seem like he's alive if he wasn't when they could just come out and be like, everybody knows the dude's heart failed. It was Camosio Cardis or whatever it's called. And then he didn't make it. I just don't understand. I, I, I don't get what the conspiracy theory is supposed to be about. Here's what TMZ writes. I, but, but I'll be the first to admit, hey, look, maybe I'm some milk dose fence center. I'm not going to go so far as to be like, there's a grand conspiracy here. They're using a body double. But I will be like, you, you can't tell me that's DeMar Hamlin without, like, I'm sorry, dude. In the weirdest of circumstances, this dude is covering up his face indoors with a hood on and glasses, and you can't, they don't even film him from the front, they film him from the back, and then from the outside, you can only see his silhouette. That's just weird, period. I don't care who you are. Like, imagine if, <laughs> imagine if I was like, hey guys, here's what we'll do. I'm, I'm, I'm announcing that tomorrow I'll be at DC's Freedom Plaza. Everybody shows up. And I'll just send a guy to wear a beanie, a hood, a mask and glasses and drive past and wave while wearing gloves. And be like, that was me. Trust me. People are going to be like, no, it wasn't. Shut up. Anyway, anyway, here we go. Here's because I love this story. Dude. I, I had to talk about it. I know we got the we got other conspiracies like uh, Ghislaine Maxwell came out and said that Epstein was murdered. And I'm like, whoa, we should talk about that. And then I saw this video and I was like, this is way better because like. What is the conspiracy? A group of guys get together 
like, and they're like, we need people to think that DeMar Hamlin's still alive. So we're going to send in a body double. Here we go. TMZ writes, DeMar Hamlin's presence at the Bills playoffs game has fueled wild conspiracies on the internet among the tinfoil hat wearing crowd. Now, I, I got to pause there and just say that's offensive to conspiracy theorists because every conspiracy theorist de- these days knows that putting tinfoil on your hat on your head actually amplifies. What it does is the radio waves go in and bounce around in your brain. So ain't nobody wearing tinfoil hats these days. Maybe maybe a Faraday cage suit. Anyway, with some suggesting a body double was used in the 24-year-old's safety's place. But multiple sources tell TMZ Sports that's simply not true. Sorry, conspiracy theorists. Dude, that's not how journalism works. Bill Clinton was at the game. Nobody saw him. The guy was there, was wearing a total body suit. You couldn't see his face. So I called the guy and says, was that really him? And he goes, trust me, it was. Well, I do trust him. Therefore, it's confirmed. I'm sorry. I provided no evidence to anybody of that claim. They, you can't just call a guy and they're like, it's him. It's like, all right, good enough for me, I guess. Just pull the mask down. But here's what I will say. If the conspiracy theorists do think that DeMar Hamlin's dead, like the easiest thing in the world is for him to just put out a video being like, hey, I'm not dead. Here's a newspaper with a date on it. Of course, I got to be honest. They won't do that. And don't ask me why. It's just everything's weird. Everything's fake. Everything's fake. Hamlin attended the Bills-Bengals game Sunday afternoon at Highmark Stadium. His first time back at the NFL game since he went into cardiac arrest on the field in Cincinnati on January 2nd. Man, it's been that long, huh? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. DeMar wearing a mask, hoodie, and sunglasses was shown on television at the stadium scoreboard, but between the, the accessories and bad weather in Buffalo, it was difficult to see Hamlin. FYI, it was 30 degrees in Western New York on Sunday. He was indoors wearing a hood. What? Don't play these games, dude. He's indoors with the hood and a mask on. And I hunched over going like this. That's why people are saying it's weird. Given Hamlin didn't speak with the media and his face wasn't seen clearly, some people went on Twitter and online forums, forums suggesting it was a stand-in used in DH's place. All right, fair point, fair point. Here's a photo of him once again indoors wearing a hood. Fine. But why wear the mask indoors? Well, I guess they'll respond with, you know, it's COVID, man. People wear masks. Sure, I guess. They're going to say, the speculation has even got to the point where people were dissecting other pictures of DeMar, including the one teammate Matt Milano posted last weekend, which was believed to be Hamlin's first returns to the, return to the Bills facility. So, so, I mean, there he is, right? Is that him? In the interest of debunking internet conspiracy theories, we made some calls, and multiple people close to DeMar say it's absolute nonsense. Bottom line, DeMar Hamlin was at the Bills game. We reached out to the Bills for comments. So far, no word back. I just want to stress this, okay? Stress my point. You, you have to verify. You don't get to just be like, a claim was made, we ignored. Here, here's, here's, the way I, here's the way I see it. DeMar Hamlin reportedly returns to the field. For what reason would they use a body double? I just don't see it. Dude's not dead. I mean, maybe he's on an oxygen tank so he can't leave. So why, why do this at all? Profile? So that people hear the name? I think that makes the most sense, to be completely honest. If it is true that this was not DeMar Hamlin, 
And it is suspect because the dude's wearing a mask, sunglasses. He's wearing, okay, come on. He's wearing a hood indoors, sunglasses indoors, and a mask indoors, and a jacket. Like, like as if it's a blizzard inside. But I digress. Here's what I think. I think family's probably talking to him. They said, look, man, you're, you're young. You got a career ahead of you. It's going to be a long recovery. And the only way that we can maintain this is if there's a visual presence. If you drop out of the spotlight and the story fades, you lose money. You lose longevity. We got to get some press. So he said, I can't leave. I'm on an oxygen tank. So they said, we're going to get a body double. Now, here's the thing. If he couldn't leave, why wouldn't, and they wanted press, they could just film him from the hospital bed cheering on being like, hey guys, what's up? Damar Hamlin here. Do you want to cheer on the, the, the bills and blah, 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 or whatever. I don't understand what the conspiracy theory is, to be completely honest. I don't understand what people think he's doing or whatever. But I'll show you this. I'll show you this video. Because of course, everyone's talking about the vaccine. Again, I don't know. Look, man, talk to a, a doctor that can answer your questions. So in response to Elon Musk, I did this segment on the main, on the, my main segment at youtube.com slash Timcast yesterday, and it, and, it, and it goes alongside, you know, the, the, the vaccine conspiracy stuff. This is a woman, uh, Angela Dizel, who said, this is me after one dose of Pfizer on 1-5-2021 in the hospital. I was a very healthy 45-year-old who managed a surgery center. Two years later, I'm still having major issues. In the video, you can see her shaking as she tries to walk. Now, I don't know. It's been viewed 12.7 million times. Readers added context they thought people might want to know. This is the bird watch from Twitter. It says, fact checkers have not been able to verify that Dizel's symptoms are real and caused by vaccination. No vaccine adverse events or hospitalizations were reported for Louisiana at the time. Well, whether they're reported or not doesn't mean anything, to be completely honest. But there are a lot of videos of this. So here's what I said. The only explanation is that these people are part of a standalone complex. Basically, all of the people posting videos of vaccine symptoms are actually, quote, conspiring in public. One big trick, only explanation for all the weird videos. This is what I'm trying to say. For one, I'm being a little trolly. I don't know if her, her symptoms very well may be caused by the vaccine. I'm not sure. I don't know. The point I'm making is for all of the people who are saying it's not real, and there are many, the question I have is, how do you explain all of the videos of people shaking. Okay, well, the explanation I offered up is the only real explanation for these people is a standalone complex. A standalone complex, for those that aren't familiar, is a conspiracy in public. Nobody had a secret meeting. Nobody got together and said, okay, I'm going to put out a video and then I'm going to be shaken. And then you wait a few weeks and then you do the same thing. But a standalone complex is a, is a social phenomenon where everybody does a similar thing all at the same time, giving the perception of a conspiracy. That is to say, unless, of course, their injuries are actually caused by the vaccine in some kind of, uh, it could be Guillain-Barre syndrome or something like that. But this would, this would be the only potential explanation. The idea would be that all of these people, maybe not all of them, but most of them, that are convulsing and having symptoms in, in these viral videos, they're doing it for internet clout. It's a social movement. Sorry, that's it. That, that, that's it. I mean, first, I am not saying these people are not injured by something. I don't know. I'm just saying if they aren't, it actually is a fairly simple thing. People lie on the internet. That's it. People lie on the internet. Dude, they lie all the time. This is the, this is the difficulty of, of, of life. There are people who want attention, so they make things up. They're grifters. And you got people 
who, and, and I'll say this, I don't know about uh, uh, Angelia. I'm sorry I said that, Angela. Is it Angelia Dizelle? I don't know about her personally. I, I, I wish her no ill, Ill will, and, I, and I, I, I do not intend to speak ill of her. For all I know, her symptoms are legitimate. I'm not a doctor. Don't look at me. But there are a lot of people who are sitting there thinking, I'm looking at this video. It's got 12 million views. I want 12 million views. This video of this woman, and it's from uh, January 21st, from only a couple days ago, has 12.7 million views. You got to understand, man. This is, this is the name of the game. People want to matter. They want to feel like they had a ripple effect, that they influenced the world. And that's the sad reality. Some people become mass shooters. Not, not everybody, and most people don't. The overwhelming majority, I mean, like, literally, like, everyone doesn't do this. It's a small handful of psychopaths who do. We should stop them, of course. But you have people who lie on the internet, and you have to wonder sometimes, like, why? Well, the reality is it makes them feel like they matter. So I'm not telling you what to believe, okay? I, I never want to do that. I want to present to you potential arguments. And my argument with the DeMar Hamlin thing is, we got photos of him in the hospital. Is the idea that he died? If he did, what's the point of this? Some people are saying that, well, the vaccine caused it, and they're trying to make sure nobody's scared, and they just keep on keeping on, and they forget all about it. It's like, I don't know about that, I guess. It's kind of weird because the argument wasn't that the vaccine killed him already. Everybody knows the dude's heart stopped working. Okay, and then what's the argument? Commotio card, uh, commotio cardi, uh, cardis or whatever it's called. Then if he died, they would just say he died. Unless they want to make money. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't know how this, how this stuff plays out. What I can say is everything feels off. That's the only thing I can say. Everything does. Everything feels weird. It feels like the simulation is breaking down. The fabric of society is fractured. And here's, here's what I'll end with, okay? What you need to understand. Yuri Bezmenov talked about it. Demoralization. What's the point of all of this in the end? I don't know, but what's the result? You can't tell what is true and what isn't true. I think it's absurd that they bring this guy out wearing a mask, glasses, indoors in a hood, and then said, oh, you know, it was cold and, you know. Nah, not indoors, man. Maybe just the hood, but come on. What are we supposed to believe? They've created a circumstance where nobody knows what to believe. And maybe that was the intent, or at the very least, that is the result. The result is you can't trust the press. You don't know what's really going on in your life, and you can't make adequate decisions in public. How are you supposed to vote? How are you supposed to invest? How are you supposed to live your life if you can't figure out what is true and what isn't? Your brain breaks down. This is what I try to do. I try to figure out to the best of my abilities what is more likely to be true. That's why when I do the vaccine segment stuff, I'm like, guys, if you really do believe COVID was a bioweapon, why think the vaccines caused any of this when it could be COVID caused it because COVID was the bioweapon? Pick your conspiracy. Maybe it's both. Fine, whatever. I'm just saying. Entertain the possibilities because in the end, demoralization, if it really is woke insanity taking over this country, demoralization is the path to doing it. And one of the key components is to make sure you don't know what is true. So here we are. The craziest of crazy stories. And you're going to have now people saying, it's a guy wearing a mask. Come on. Like, why would they make this up? That's so ridiculous. Then you're going to have people who are less trusting being like, they never showed his face, dude. Me. 
I don't think we need to be distrusting or trusting. I think we just need to follow standard journalistic ethics. You have not provided any evidence that Tamar Hamlin showed up anywhere. Anything outside of that, I don't know or care about, okay? I don't know or care about any conspiracies. I don't know about that. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's, I don't know anything about that. What I will say to you right now is you don't get to show me an image of a man wearing a mask, glasses, a hood indoors, and then say to me, that's Damar Hamlin confirmed. Because my response is, you ain't confirmed nothing to me, dude. You just said it happened. I can just take your word for it, or I can be like, show me proof. In the meantime, we ain't got none of that. So I hope you're having a good time this, uh, this Tuesday morning. It's been a it's been a heck of a past week kicking off the new year, 2023. And uh, to be honest, man, it's exhausting. Last night was pretty awesome with Stephen Crowder, but it is exhausting dealing with all of this stuff all day, every day. No one trusts anything. Nobody knows what's going on. And it's all seemingly breaking down right before our eyes. So you tell me, man, comment below. Where do we go? With situations like this, where do we go? What do we do? People think, you know, what is, oh, oh, this is Scott Adams' tweet. People think that uh, the entire system is rigged against them. And if that's the case, and I think and it's to, to a great degree, it probably is. How do we live? How do we navigate this? Because either the world is out to get you and you better get out of the cities, get some chickens and hide. Or the system's breaking down. It's falling apart. I don't know, man. But I'll tell you this, when it all comes crashing down, the remnants will not be fun. Your stress will be much higher. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. How come it's always Democrat-run cities? Serious question. How come it's always cities run by Democrats? And whenever I talk about the death, the destruction, the crime, the violence, and I say it's in Democrat-run cities, people say, well, no, no, that's just because big cities tend to be Democrat. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't change anything. Like Chicago, gun violence, murder, run by Democrats for nearly 100 years. And then people go, Are you, is this a correlation causation thing? Maybe. It's actually just that big cities tend to have violent crime. And it just so happens that big cities tend to be Democrat. And I'm like, you are not changing the correlation or the causation argument at all. Okay. Now, what I can say is we did this uh, story a while back about uh, the top, the top 10 uh, cities of, with crime per capita, all Democrat. And then people pointed out that there are a few cities that are larger in the, in the t- largest cities run by Republicans and crime is low. I'll give you another example. Let's talk about uh, uh, New York City and how awful and, and, and terrible everything was. And then you get Rudy Giuliani and crime starts to go down. Now, I'm not going to pretend to know the whole history of uh, New York City, but here's the point from the Daily Mail. Seattle is running out of space for dead bodies because fentanyl is killing so many people and surge capacity is on standby, health officials warn. The King County Medical Examiner's Office director recently said during a board of health meeting, they are nearly out of room for more bodies. Okay, okay, hold on. This is not the story about a dude running around beating kids or or a guy punching a Jewish guy, or a grocery store being robbed. But it still is really, really bad. And it's completely in line with my question about Democrat-run cities. Okay? 
two questions. Is, uh, is it possible, do you think, comment, that it's a completely unrelated phenomenon to Democrats and crime? That, well, there's a lot of people there, so a lot of people means crime. Um, or, or here's my other question, and again, comment, please let me know. Uh, is it actually that Democrat policies lead to crime and death and destruction, and they keep voting for it? I'll tell you my story, my friends. Y'all know me. I grew up in Chicago on the South Side. And um, high school fight. I remember I remember I was uh, Kennedy High School. You guys know I was 55th and Narragansett. You go look it up. And uh, we were one block uh, to the east of the high school. And everyone's crowding around to watch a fight. And then what happens is some dude gets hit and he falls down crawls towards a car and then pulls out a two by four, gets up and slams it on the ground. And the other guy goes, we said no weapons, bitch. You want weapons? And then he pulls out a gun and then someone yells strap and then everyone runs. Welcome to Chicago. I thought to myself, uh, you know, not not then, but knowing the story and my experiences with politics, could it be that these people don't actually vote for anything, that they're brainwashed, and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get death, destruction, drug overdoses, homelessness, feces in the street. And yeah, yeah, that's about it. You know, it's fascinating to me because I look at the Republican Party and what do I see? I see rigid order. And it's, and it's always been, especially in like 2012, like Mitt Romney, the stodgy <laughs> suit wearing. Blah. And Donald Trump came and brought something a bit different. But there needs to be some given, some, 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 uh, given some get, some pushing some pull. We need some of what the Democrats, well, what they were supposed to represent. Now it's just woke cult brainwashed garbage. But there's got to be some fluidity, some chaos, and some order in a constant battle creating balance. We don't want no security, but we don't want too much security. We don't want rigid order, but we don't want pure chaos. It seems like what we're getting now is between people like you and I, moderates, uh, people who are in the middle, you are getting an element of the mixture, a little chaos and order. You know, Tim Cass a little bit more chaotic. Daily Wire's a little bit more ordered. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steven Crowder is a little bit more chaotic, more, more, more so than we in a certain sense. And I'm not saying that as uh, in disparaging at all. I'm a big fan of Crowder, which had him on the other show, show the other day. I'm saying that he's uh, an agent of change and the Daily Wire wa- are, are less so. And again, not saying that to be disparaging. I think, you know, now that I'm now that I've basically reignited that whole debate, I think they serve a purpose uh, producing the content they produce. And it's very much within the box. And then Steven Crowder is a more, let's change it, let's lead the charge kind of guy. There's got to be a good balance. And what I see with these Democrat-run cities is pure chaos. What I see with Republican-controlled areas is not even rigid order. We are not seeing 
black, you know, a brown shirt goose stepping Republicans marching through the street demanding that gay people not get married. They're debating it amongst themselves about people like Dave Rubin and his adopted kids. You've got conservative religious people being like, I don't like Dave Rubin. I think he's wrong. And then you've got other conservatives being like, we can't play that game. Dave Rubin's a good guy. And it's like, well, the debate happens. But that's the point. I'm not saying one side is stronger than the other or more right than the other. I'm saying there is no rigid order. There is order in chaos and then chaos. And that's what this is. Now, who do I blame? I blame Democrat policy, corporatist policy. I blame big pharma. I blame the companies flooding the streets with fentanyl. But I don't just blame them. Sure, they make the opiates and boy, do they feel good. I got a kidney stone in 2014. Man, that's crazy. It was seven years ago. Wow. Don't know why it happens. Uh, Doctor said, put lemon juice in club soda and drink that. Make sure you use a straw so you don't destroy your teeth. And I said, you got a boss. It's also a delicious drink, by the way. I love it. You know, a little, little tart club soda. And um, when, when, uh, when I was in the hospital, they prescribed me Percocets. And they said, if it starts to hurt, because really nothing you can do, you got to pass it. Just take one of these babies. And so I said, you got it, boss. And so I remember I'm at home and I took one of these bad boys and uh, as prescribed by my, by my doctor and cloud nine is an understatement. It was so profound. It was so powerful that I never took another one again. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near that. Wow. I totally understand why people get addicted to this stuff and not just uh, uh, physiologically, like physically addicted. That feeling was so good. It terrified me. And I said, no way. Cause you, you do it a couple times. And this is what happens. People get injured at work. They get prescribed the drug. Then when they can't get it anymore and they're having physical withdrawal symptoms, they find it on the street. They go to jail. This is the problem of failed policy in big cities. The Democrats don't address it. Big Pharma exploits it. Let me tell you about these policies. California. I'm working in Los Angeles and I'm, I'm working on the homeless problem. Really bad in California. They call it the homeless capital of the developed world, which is, I guess, racist or whatever, because, you know, come on, what about India? But that's what they, that's what they would say. They would say that. And you know what the problem was? Los Angeles County, Los, the, the whole city, Democrat supermajority. And I would ask, hold on there a minute, guys. Why can't we get this bill passed to solve the problem? And they'd say two things. Not in my backyard. The other thing they'd say is, well, what would we campaign on? You got to have a problem. It's fascinating to me. Can't a single Republican come out and be like, guys, something's not right. There's crap in the streets. Doesn't work because these people are in a cult. And I remember when I was little, well, uh, I shouldn't say little, when I was a younger teenager, uh, 18, and I was told, just vote Democrat. We're going to vote. I said, okay, I've told you this story before if you've listened to it. Dad says, why don't you come over? We're going to grab lunch. I come over. He's like, we're going to go vote afterwards. Come with us. I said, you got it. We went. I said, who would I vote for? I said, just vote Democrat across the board. I said, you got it. Why? Why was I told to do that? Serious question. For what purpose did you need me to go and vote for a political party that's D plus 30 in the city that after 80 years could not solve any of these problems as everything just got worse? And naive little old me just said, sure, I guess, whatever. And that's the game they play. 
cult members bring in naive young people and say, give your voice to the evil, corrupt pieces of garbage who have run this city into the ground. And I feel for these people with the fentanyl stuff. I see this story. It's not just this. I saw another story about um, a, a, a meteorologist in New York. You see this one? Brutally beaten by teenagers in New York. Here we go. They're doing these policies where they're like, uh, I guess what they said about these kids who beat up this meteorologist. They're like, well, we can't charge them because they're, they're minors. They're going to be released to their parents. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yo, that young girl who got murdered up at Columbia. You remember that story? She was like walking out. They tried to rob her and I guess they stabbed her a bunch of times. This is why I'm like, get out of the cities because you, you, you've got a chaotic and destructive force. This is why I say wokeness is not principle driven. They don't know. They don't care. They can't make arguments. They are just like zombie vampires. They lie. I love it. See Cenk Uygur, the Young Turks, tweeting. He's like, my Republicans never seem to make any real arguments about what they really want. <laughs> and guns are bad. And it's just like the Young Turks make fake videos about my political positions. They made a video where they called me ugly. Literally, they just did a video. And that's what we deal with. We deal with what I, what I view as, you know, and, and, and I try to avoid the drama, but I will say this. I think the Young Turks are evil people. I think Cenk Uygur is an evil guy. I'll explain why. I think Anna Kasparian is an evil person. And I'll tell you why. First, let's talk about Anna. She, she did that famous viral video where she goes, I'm better than you. I am. I know it. This is what motivates them. They think they're better than you. Therefore, anything they say or do is justified. Who cares? Look, man, I got cheeseburger waiting for me out in the fridge. Okay. Ground beef. Mm, good stuff. High fat content. You know what? I don't care that I'm better than that cow. What I do to that cow is my decision. If I want to kill it and eat it, so be it. Because I'm better. Because humans are better. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about the youngsters eating anybody or anything crazy like that. What I'm saying is, when you're an individual who genuinely and explicitly state to the world you're better than them, what you're saying is, anything I do to you is immaterial. Anything I say to you doesn't matter. Because you don't matter. I'm better than you. And I know it. That's, what, that, that's their position. Me, I don't think I'm better than you. I think humans are all decentralized with different specialties. You know what? It just so happens I'm a guy who's good at talking without a prompter and, 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 and opining and letting loose a stream of consciousness. I'm a guy who likes to read. So I read a lot. I remember what I read. And then I talk about it. It worked out for me. But you know what? I can't chop wood for my, to, to save my life. Okay, literally to save my life, I could probably chop wood. But, I, but there are people out there who can cut down a tree, know how to cut it, can make that tree fall perfectly. Now that's survival. Guess what? When the apocalypse happens, or if, slash when, I don't know if any, anyone's going to be like, we sure could use a guy who complains about stuff right this way, Tim. They're going to be like, bro, you're not a lumberjack. You're not a carpenter. You got no, you got no uh, trade skills. What can you do? And I'm going to be like, well, I'm really good at skateboarding uh, and I'm good at talking about things. I, I maybe would be good at planning or something like that, but their city planners are better than me. That's the reality. This is the world we live in. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here. I'm talking about ideas. I think it's important we talk about these ideas, but let me get to the point. That's one of the reasons why I think they're evil people. Then you look at Jenk Uger. I mean, come on. I know I've known this guy for a long time, like 10 years, 12, 11 years longer, maybe even 12. He's not a dumb guy. To come out and say there's no Republican argument, there's no conservative argument, to say that guns are worse, 
He's clearly just saying whatever he needs to say to win over what he views as his faction. I can I can I can go on my show and even with people complaining about Ian, have Ian on the show, have him talk about his ideas, debate these ideas. I can be on stage at Turning Point USA and say, I disagree with you guys about the vaccines to people going boo because that's just me. I am only what I am. But I think the reason I mentioned them is because they're they are what get us into this mess. The people who genuinely don't care about what happens in the long term of this country, the chaos. They've enriched themselves off of being very mean, off of lying. They did a segment, Anna did, where all she did was just call me ugly, like not politically relevant to any con- conversation or policy. Even now, when I do bring them up, and there's other people to bring up probably, I mean, Kyle Kalinske great. Crystal Ball is great. These are, there's great leftist commentators. That's why I'm singling out the Young Turks. They're large, not the biggest. They were at one point, but they make their whole, their whole bit is, don't care about you, don't care about them. They think they're better than you. And they're going to say whatever they have to to convince stupid people to keep giving them money. And the end result is people voting in policies that result in death, feces on the streets. And I see it all day, every day. And then what happens? The midterms. Republicans underperform. Incredible. Why did they underperform? Unfortunately for us, ballot harvesting. Because someone knocks on a door and says, you vote Democrat, right? And they go, I guess, fill it out. I'm right here. And you end up with this. This is what you end up with. I don't know. Look, you know, this story was specifically about fentanyl or whatever. And I'm trying to figure out my segments and I'm like pulling stories up and I'm reading a bunch of silly things. You know, this like earlier I did the silly segment on uh, the DeMar Hamlin conspiracy bottled body double theory. It's I kind of feel like that wasn't him because they didn't show his face, but whatever, man, it's not gonna be hard for him to be like, here I am. I'm alive. We'll see what happens. But then then I'm reading the news and I read about the media meteorologist who got beat up and, you know, TimCast.com wrote about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't that, That's not enough, I guess, to me, just like to do a full 20 minute segment or whatever. And then I see this Seattle running out of space for dead bodies. And I'm just thinking to myself, why is it like this? I don't know what you do. I'm going to have some ideas. Republicans need to start ballot harvesting. Republicans are far from perfect. I think Matt Gates is pretty great. Lauren Boebert's pretty great. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I know there's disagreements. She supported Kevin McCarthy and a lot of people were salty on that one, but I like Marjorie. There's a handful of Republicans, but you know what it is? I understand why Steven Crowder is upset with the Daily Wire. I do. Steven Crowder's a guy, as the Daily Wire pointed out, who's constantly been working for somebody else. So I can only imagine Crowder gets out of this contract with the blaze and says, there's got to be something better. And he goes to the Daily Wire and the Daily Wire says, nope, it's standard. And then Stephen just says, I'm done with this. It can't be this way. It can't just be the standard. Now, look, I think what the Daily Wire does is good and important. I do. I don't agree with this, the traditional style of running a business the way they do, but I've got no beef with the fact that it exists. I don't go to the world and say the world must change for me because I demand it. I say I will do the work to change the world, meaning Daily Wire is going to do the Daily Wire thing. They're going to put out content that I think is important. It's good. I think Ben Shapiro is one of the smartest people on the planet. I think he's really good at what he does. Uh, there's some there's some criticisms to go around. Some are saying Crowder made it a publicity stunt. He should not have. Uh, Crowder pointed out Ben knows the money offered him was a, was a production budget, not basketball player money. Okay. My point is this. I understand why he's upset. 
the Republican establishment will stay within the confines of the box and never try and push back. And that means the system is marching towards collapse. Maybe it's intentional. Maybe it's a World Economic Forum plot. The Davos group sitting there laughing, saying we need less people. Or maybe, and maybe it's both. I don't know. Maybe you have Republicans who are like, look, the media says that X is good and I'm not going to get into a fight over it because the entirety of the news industry. Yeah, Republicans care more about the opinion of the New York Times than they do about their own constituents because, well, it affects votes. I don't want to live that way because this is what you get. This is what you get right here. Actually, yeah, I'll do that. This is what you get right there. Dead bodies. No more space for them. These people should be not be dying. I've had a lot of people ask me, why do you think the homeless homelessness problem is so bad? Two reasons. The lockdown destroyed lower skill jobs. All of a sudden, people who are living paycheck to paycheck were homeless, couldn't pay their rent. So they're sleeping outside. How do you dig yourself out from that? It is difficult. The other issue is fentanyl. People get hurt. They can't work. They get drugs. They get addicted physically. They want to stop, but they can't. They get addicted to it. It's painful and you could even die from withdrawal. And so what do they do? They go to the doctor and say, please, doc. The doc says no. Then they go to the streets. Now they're in jails. Now they're dead. This can be changed, but not so long as people keep voting for the same garbage. Now, I want to make sure I point out, to be fair, West Virginia has a very bad opioid problem. It really does. And this is not a Democrat state. I am not trying to say explicitly and specifically that the only reason for the chaos is because of Democrats. Republicans have their problems in, 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 in large amounts. There are problems and there's overlap. My point is just this. I see an attempt at fixing these problems from elements of the right, but not from the establishment. You know, there are populist leftists that I believe are misguided, but are trying really hard and I respect it. I actually, I have a subscription to Jacobin magazine. I like it. Is it Jacobin, Jacobin, Jacobins? I don't know. People call it Jacobin. Um, I do because they're pro-free speech. They, 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 they may be left populist, but they agree on like, hey, let's help people. I respect it. I really do. I'm like, I disagree with this. I mean, it's, they, they rag on the Democrats for their corruption. They rag on the Republicans for the corruption. And then they are economically left in a very weird way that I don't agree with, but I like their perspective. I think there's an opportunity with the populist left and right not getting along. I get it. But to do something about the endless churning and destruction that is being wrought on us by the establishment parties. That being said, these leftists and the policies they want for their cities will only make things worse. And that's actually what we're seeing. When I say there's an opportunity, it's to find the things we agree on that we know will work. But we have to say no to the excesses of the far left because the Democrats are engaging in this letting people out of jail, getting rid of the police departments. Do we need police reform? Uh-huh. Do we need better accountability? You bet. Do we need prison reform? Oh, yes, please. Should we abolish the police functionally and pragmatically? Absolutely not. At this point, idealistically and ideolo- ideologically, if the people in these cities want it, I say let them have it because maybe they need a course correction. Maybe getting rid of the cops will finally result in something happening. I'm bummed on this stuff, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. You know, the first thing I got to say about this video clip from uh, our friends over at Clown World is I got no beef with this uh, with this lady. This is a video of a very large woman 
and she's using her stomach as a holding mechanism for what appears to be some kind of shortcake and whipped cream, and she eats it, and that's it. And and you know, oh man, this music. Okay, hold on. Let me let me, let me put the sound on so you can hear the music better. Uh, look, I'm not ragging on this person at all. I just want to make a point, make a point about uh, body positivity and all that stuff, because uh, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong about this video. <laughs> I think a lot of people are gonna be like, "Why did I? Why did you make me watch this?" Uh, she's uh, fully clothed. Uh, she's showing off her belly. You're allowed to do that. She's put whipped cream all over her belly and what appears to be some kind of shortcake roll. It looks pretty good, actually. And then pouring the whipped cream in her mouth. Clown World tweeted out without comment. Look, it's America, okay? If, if you're in America, you want to eat two shortcake rolls and dump whipped cream, all, whipped cream all over your face. Boy, you do it with my blessing. That's what America's all about. We get to do that. The wealth, the luxury, the life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And that being said, uh, congratulations to this woman. I hope she's enjoying life. That being said, this will be the first video I show to anyone who says we should have universal health care. Because boy, oh boy, would I love universal health care. This idea that um, you get sick, you don't worry about the debt, you go to the hospital, they take care of you. I'm sorry, my friends. It's just not going to happen. Why? Because there are people who want to live this way. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And hey, I got no issues with you if you do. I would tell you my personal opinions with all due respect, ma'am. I'm happy that you're happy. I think you'd be better off not eating all of the sugars and the glutens and all of that stuff. Maybe the gluten's not the worst thing. I don't know. But, you know, with the gluten comes the starchy sugars and the carbohydrates. And and that stuff's, you know, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a nutritionist. You talk to your doctor about what's right for you. But I will tell you what was right for me. I cut the sugars out and then I dropped the weight and I feel infinitely better. There's got to be some responsibility, I suppose. So when it comes to the idea of universal health care, here is what is holding us back. Answer me this question, leftists, in all sincerity. I am for an individual's right to eat whatever they want. I do not discriminate against this woman because she is a larger woman and wants to put whipped cream on her belly and enjoy a fine snack. Do what makes you feel good. Just don't expect me to be forced into your world. Okay, if this woman has to go to the hospital because she's got high cholesterol, she has a heart attack or some negative thing happens, that's not on me. I did not choose to live that way. Why am I doing work to pay the bills for her when she chooses to live this way? Live however you want, but don't expect me to pay if it turns south, if it turns bad, if your heart gives, if you get cancer, et cetera, et cetera. This is the world we're living in. I like this song. She's having a good time, man. Okay, you know, look, some people are, they're, they're enjoying life. You know what I, what I will say about this? And there's probably a lot of mean people saying mean things about this person. She's happy. Are you happy? And that's the thing. I got no problem 
taking the more libertarian free market style approach of, hey, man, that's all her. Am I interested in living that way? Not going to happen. Am I going like, am I going to want to be if I was at someone's house and this is what they were doing, I'd be like, it's just not for me. You know, I'd rather be at the skate park trying to do a backflip or something. But I like that you found happiness and you're enjoying yourself. I think you'll be better and, and you'll be happier and healthier if you weren't doing it. But hey, man, you know, I am not your boss. I am not your king. I am not your God. I am just some dude. And I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And you do you. There's probably some of you who are watching or are on the heavy side. And you're saying, hey, I'm going to do my thing. And I'm like, hey, man, more power to you. I'm not going to pay your bills, though. I assume most of you watching would be like, I don't expect you to. And I'm like, right on. So we get along just fine. I'm not saying this woman wants me to pay her medical bills. I'm saying how we, we can't have universal health care if this is the case. If you are unhealthy, if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're going to have to pay those bills. The bill comes due always. Here's, 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 here's me. My, my, my resting heart rate is like uh, in the 40s, uh, in the high 40s. Humble brag, I guess. But no, no, it is, it is the hard work that ultimately leads to the joy and the good feeling. Long-term gains, short-term uh, work. That's what I'm all about. I don't like the short-term uh, uh, gratification, the instant gratification. That's not, that's not what I'm about. I like to do the work, and then over a longer period of time, things gradually improve for you, and then you're sitting on cloud nine. You know, I lost weight. I got fit. I feel fantastic. I've been sick less. I've been tired less. It really is something you need to understand. And that's me. You do you. Okay. Me, I think the joy and the good feeling you get in the long run is better. It also means my medical bills will be less. It means that I'll live longer, get to do more things, see more things, travel farther. But it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Some people don't like it. And here's where we are. Brendan Fraser, we need to stop bias against those with obesity. I mean, that's interesting. What is it? What does he? What does he mean by that? Let me ask him. Let, let, Brendan, what do you? What do you mean? Brendan Fraser is writing the awards season with the latest movie, The Whale. The actor credits his guide, director Darren Arafonsky, with giving him his first leading role in years. He has been nominated for a BAFTA. The Whale tells the story of a morbidly obese recluse trying to reconnect with his teenage daughter. If um. You come to my place of business and you are on the larger side. I don't care. Literally don't. Uh, if you uh, come to hang out with me and you are morbidly obese, I do not care. But guess what? Hey, man, we go to the skate park sometimes. We go snowboarding. All right. I don't. You can come hang out with us. You can snowboard. You can do whatever you want. However, typically what happens is they're like, oh, well, I can't do that. You know, so why don't we do something else? I say, my, my guy. You choose to live your life how you want to live it, but we're not going to cancel a snowboard trip or a skate park trip because you can't. And most people never, you know, say that. Typically, my friends on the heavier side will be like, I'll come hang out, but I won't do anything. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, we, we, we like having you around. You know, you're funny. You're fun. We play games. You're good at poker. You're good at magic, whatever. Uh, hang out at the cabin, you know, watch some movies. We'll go out. We'll go snowboarding. We'll come back and, uh, and then we'll hang out. You know, because we, we, we want you around. I'm not here to discriminate. You come into my business. But there's a difference between discrimination and reality. And that is, you know, if you want to fly in an airplane and you're taking up two seats, you got to pay for those seats. We had that, that uh, viral story from Sydney Watson. You guys see this one? 
She's sitting in the middle of, of, uh, of an aisle. She's, on, she's in the seat on a plane. She's in the middle seat. And there's two massive people crushing her. That's discrimination. That is. The fact that you can press your body up against somebody else, in my opinion, is discriminatory. You should not get to choose to live in a way that infringes upon other people's lives and then cry discrimination when people say you are the infringer. Sydney Watson was the one having her space infringed upon. We are entitled to the space in our seats, okay? If you are too large, you must buy the extra seat. That is not discrimination. That is, if you use it, like imagine if someone was like, I'm very heavy, so I need to drink more milk. So I should get two milks for the price of one. It's like, no, no, you have to buy the milk. That seat is a product. You have to buy that seat. This is where we're going. Obesity is through the roof. This is, this is what we got. Brendan Fraser saying, don't discriminate the bias against those with obesity. And it's like, I get it. You did a movie, but look at this from Bloomberg. Eli Lilly plans manufacturing expansion as obesity drug demand soars. And there it is, my friends, a story from today. Considering now a big pharmaceutical company is going to be marketing a new weight loss drug, how much do you want to bet the body positivity movement stops dead in its tracks? All of a sudden, people are going to be like, you know, you should be fit. And uh, you can be fit just like me with this new pill from Eli Lilly. Take it today. Well, don't take any pills. I'm making a joke. Go talk to a doctor. I recommend this. Don't take obesity drug or, or well, I should I should say uh, is it's a it's a it's a diabetes drug that also has potential to treat obesity. Treat obesity. OK. Now, look, I'm not going to tell people with diabetes how to live. I know a lot of people you got diabetes through no fault of your own. Some people have diabetes because they eat a lot of sugars and they don't exercise. Some people just get it. Some people don't. But I'm saying if you're of the, of, the, of the type that has it because, you know, you're like pre, pre-diabetic or something because you're eating garbage. Look, I don't think magic medicine pills are the solution. I think diet and exercise. You ever see those commercials? Man, it's like a guy. It's this like middle-aged guy with a beer belly going like, oh, oh. and then it's like, he's like, it, my heartburn hurts. And then it, it shows him like eating pizza. And he's like, why did I eat that pizza? And it's like, God, heartburn, take this pill. And it's like, you know, you know, the pills. And then he like takes the pill and it's like, and he smiles and he's like looking at the bowl of spaghetti or pizza. And he's like, Haha, and he goes to eat it. And it's like, eat more of what you love. I see those and I'm like, no, stop. If eating something is physically hurting you, don't do it. Now I get it. Some people have responded to me and they were like, dude, you know, I have acid reflux. I have to take those. I'm, I'm not talking about you, man. I'm talking about the dude who's overweight, suffering physical pain from eating garbage foods and then taking a pill so that they can ignore the destruction of their bodies. Look, you do you. All right. But don't expect me to pay your medical bills. Leftists. If you're a big, portly, uh, uh, right-wing, free-market capitalist, anarchist or whatever, and you're sitting there weighing 300 pounds and you want to eat a whole pizza by yourself, and then you say, I'll pay my own health care. All right, yeah, man, I am totally down. You want to hang out? Let me know when you want to hang out. I got no beef. You do what you want to do. You live your life the way you want to live your life. And I will prove to the people I care about why they should do better. And I will leave you to your own devices. But I do beg you. If you are living in an unhealthy way and eating bad foods and not exercising to start, because I care 
I want you to live a better life. It's not just about you personally. It's about this country. You know, as much as that lady's got the big old belly with the whipped cream on it and all that stuff, I'm not going to infringe upon someone's life, liberty, and happiness, but I will beg you to do better because I care and I want you to live a healthy, longer life, and I want you to inspire others to do the same. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around, and I will see you all shortly. You know, I just did this segment talking about why uh, I don't think universal healthcare is going to work out in this country. And I got another point to make on that one, and it's uh, this story here from the Daily Mail. The YouTuber documenting her bid to kill herself, mentally ill French woman, 23, with 40 different personalities fights to be euthanized in Belgium. But doctors say they are not suicide dispensers. Okay, well, I guess technically it's an argument against, uh, against, against, Uh, it's an argument for, like the doctors aren't going to kill her. They're not going to let her, but here's the point. There are a lot of people who don't want healthcare. They want death care. We're seeing it in Canada, medical assistance and dying. We're seeing it in Belgium where there was this big story about a otherwise healthy young woman who they killed because she was suffering from mental anguish. So uh, I'm not about to have my work, my name, put into a system that marches people to their death. That's just me. It's a weird thing to think about, too. You know, it's like the left says, oh, the right wing grifters or Tim Pool's a grifter. And I'm like, you know, I thought about that. Not wanting people to be killed by the state is a weird thing to grift on. Because is there an alternative to that? Is there like some left-wing grifter who is like, well, honestly, I believe that the state should be. I guess there is. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Is it not just the natural state of living things to be like, you should live? All right, I guess. Look, we kill cows and, you know, bison or whatever. Bison burger is pretty good, actually. Good, good bison burger. Mm. Wagyu beef. That's the good stuff. I don't know if the Wagyu burgers actually matter, because if you're, if you're grinding it up and cooking the fat out of it anyway, you want a good fatty steak? Wagyu's great. Yeah, we kill things and we eat them. But uh, we try to keep, you know, us alive. And now we're in this, this future where we've decided to not, I don't know, is it a culling? Is that what it is? I'll put it this way. You know, I, I, I don't think that we are above the natural order of the planet in that, and there's too many deer. Yeah, there's problems. Huge, huge craps all over my lawn. The plants are dying, things like that. And people are telling me, you got to kill the deer. You kill me, eat them. Otherwise they get diseased, they starve, they fight because they're supposed to be natural predators killing them. And so the argument then is that humans are experiencing the same thing. But I guess the problem with that is, well, I, well, I don't think humans are above the natural laws. The difference is that humans are smart. We're not deer. When the deer craps all over the place and then eats all their food and they start freaking out, humans invent and change their environment. We are not trapped in the confines of the, the uh, ecosystem necessarily. I think we are to a great degree. We can't keep extracting and then, you know, I think eventually we can cause ecological collapse. But I also wonder, can humans develop their way out of any problem? You know, like uh, it was a black mirror, I think. All the bees are dead because of colony collapse disorder. So we make robo bees and those robo bees go and pollinate all the crops. I mean, the robo bees then turned on everybody and started killing them. That's besides the point. I mean, that that won't happen, right? And besides, bees sting you anyway. So anyway, here's the story. 
which, um, you know, makes me feel like we shouldn't be funding the state to engage in things like this. They say the French 23 year old who goes by the name Olympi or Olymp recently told the 255,000 followers of her mental health channel that she was in contact with doctors in Belgium where assisted suicide is legal. The content creator suffers from dissociative identity disorder, a condition formed by trauma, which is often deeply distressing to those it affects. But Belgian doctor Yves Delocht, approached by Olymp, says clinics were not euthanasia dispensers and that the process can last many months or years before someone can access assisted suicide services. This follows the controversial death of another 23-year-old suffering with mental health issues who chose to end her life in Belgium last year. So uh, she's very much wanting to no longer be alive. She reportedly lives with about 40 distinct personalities. Initially said in a post on Instagram, in the last quarter of 2023, I will have recourse to assisted suicide in Belgium. I'm already in contact with the doctors. She added, it's not a debate, it's my life. It's a decision that I made, which was difficult to take. Olymp said that she could no longer manage the burden of her condition or its causes. She said that these included sexual abuse and moving between various foster homes. But the Brussels doctor, Delocht, who was reportedly approached by Olymp, is it, is it Olympi? Let's just say that, Olympi, dismissed the claims that talks had progressed in an interview with Le Parisien. He said that the process could take months or years and said that Belgium was tired of being colored as a death ward for France, where assisted suicide is illegal. I haven't seen her medical dossier, but I've read her emails. She wants to meet me. I'm going to pause right here and just say, ladies and gentlemen, hear me out. What if it's actually not Olympi who wants assisted suicide? What if it's one of her personalities? You know, if she's got 40 in there, what if they're all happy-go-lucky except for one who's really evil who took control and said, now nah, nah. Well, what I mean to say is, if you're not well, you cannot consent to killing yourself. The idea of assisted suicide, in my mind, it's supposed to be like the doctor goes to you and says, you have two months left to live because of the gigantic cancer in your, in your lungs. It will be excruciatingly painful as you hack up blood. There's nothing anyone can do for you, and you'll be bedridden the whole time. That's what I thought it was supposed to be. Even then, I don't know if I agree with it, because you'll end up with procedural suicides that aren't warranted. Meaning, man, it's tough. I don't want anybody to suffer. You see an animal lying on the road and it's injured. You're like, got to put it out of its misery. Would you do that for another person? Some people would. You hear these stories in war. Some guys slowly dying with massive gut trauma from, you know, rifle fire. And they're like, you're mutilated. There's no saving you. It's tough, isn't it? To take the life of a person. This, the, the issue I take with this is that you'll end up with someone who will say, I do believe X, Y, and Z, therefore I should be, uh, you know, euthanized or whatever. And then the doctor will be like, well, they're lying, but why not? Wink. Why open the door in any way for people to end their own lives instead of just helping them navigate the actual problems? He was going to say, we didn't refuse to meet people like her, but we explained to them that the process can last months or even years. This young woman has announced the end of her life at the end of the year. The date certainly doesn't come for me. I need much more information before envisaging meeting her. Seriously? You, you would entertain meeting with someone for the discussion of, of, of killing them? You know, she's otherwise healthy. She's got, is what they say, dissociative identity disorder. 
known as multiple personality disorder, is a condition resulting in the presence of two or more distinct and relatively enduring personalities in the sufferer. The condition is, is seen among the general population about one, uh, around 1.5%. It's the result of repeated long-term childhood trauma. 90% of those with DID have a history of abuse and neglect. The condition develops in early childhood before the brain can develop a single integrated identity. Treatment ordinarily involves the treatment of symptoms, palliative therapy, and psychotherapy without medical treatment. It is, a, it is rare the condition abates on its own. Diagnoses of the disorder have increased dramatically in recent years in part due to the development of more diagnostic tests in the field of psychology and new techniques to image brain tissue. The condition is often deeply distressing for its sufferers. More than 70% of people with the condition attempt suicide uh, 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 once, at least once. And it's sad, man. I want you to live. I want you to be healthy. How do you deal with something like this? What is, what is like 40 personalities? Does she like black out like in the TV shows and then come to and she's like robbing a bank or something? I don't know, man. They go on to mention assisted suicide is illegal across most of Europe. Switzerland permits assisted suicide. Active euthanasia is not legal. While illegal in France, a citizen's council has begun debating the country's approach to end of life care generally and the legal status of assisted suicide. Recommendations will be presented to Parliament in March of this year. I, ju I just think it's murder. And there's and, and it's tough because, like I said, someone might be like 80 years old and just, you know, paralyzed and dying, like just make it stop the pain. And then it's tough. It's like, what do you do, man? Do you force them to suffer? But the problem here is you've got these young people. Look, man, we want them to live. But there's a lot of ways to harm yourself. And I hope nobody does. And if, and if you're worried about it, you're thinking about it, you call somebody immediately, right? But I don't know, you know, we, 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 we can certainly stop the assistance of it, but people are going to do it anyway. But th that's no excuse to run these facilities. It's interesting because there's similarities in the abortion argument. Pro-lifers will say, we get, you know, the, 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 the leftists say, we're going to go back to the coat hanger. And then the conservatives are like, yes, right. We get that. We are just not going to make it legal for a doctor to assist you because it's killing the baby. Why would we want this? We're heading in this direction where people are going to start taking their own lives and we don't want them to. How do you navigate it, man? There's this creepy ideology of population reduction and they are more than happy to entertain people ending themselves either through gluttony, physical destruction or this. Sad story, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. All right, you got me. I'm here. You got me talking about the cop who banged a bunch of the other cops. But here's why I'm doing it. First, here's the story. Tennessee cops, including married female officer, fired after repeated wild sex romps. Yeah, that's the story. Yo, the story won't go away. Why? Tell me, please comment. Why? Why is everybody so obsessed with a local cop banging a bunch of other cops? It's not news. It doesn't impact us, but fine. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it in the context of relationships, marriage, and people's desires and all of that stuff. And I will just say that it's been, it was January 9th that this story was posted to the New York Post. I don't know when the story actually came out, but apparently like some female cop had like an orgy with a bunch of cops. And then all of a sudden, I see this story nonstop for the past several weeks. It's the 24th. And I'm asking people, why is it news? Like, why, why are you talking about it? It's like, these things happen. We know they happen. 
It doesn't exemplify anything harshly political. It doesn't exemplify anything strongly cultural, although a little bit in terms of like marriages and, th- and things like that. But what is newsworthy? Honestly, man, I don't know. I can certainly address that. And that's the point. I, that's really it. it. You know, it's like a minute and a half in. That's all I wanted to say. Guys, why are so many people making videos about this? But okay, fine. I'll use it as a launching point to talk about uh, relationships, I guess, and marriage and stuff. So here's the story. Small Tennessee police station has been rocked by allegations of wild sexual misconduct after a married female officer allegedly had steamy romps with six male officers, including illicit on-duty liaisons, according to reports. Officer Megan Hall and her fellow law enforcement allegedly engaged in wild sexcapades that included sending dirty pictures, taking her top off at a Girls Gone Wild hot tub party, and even having, let's just say, adult activities with two other officers at the Laverne, Tennessee police station. All right. Okay. Now that I didn't know. Fine. Fair point. You know, I, 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 I pulled up this story from the New York Post, having read various articles and doing this stuff at work actually says a whole lot. And it does bring up questions pertaining to our culture and politics in a certain way. Women in the workplace. She's fired for this, right? Apparently, she bragged about the size of her partner's junk, claimed she was in an open marriage, and uh, she got fired, led to the firings of several others. Two other officers who allegedly had romps uh, kept their jobs and wound up suspended, according to reports. So um, here's a question. Jordan Peterson was talking about this a while ago. He said, women in the workplace, co-ed workplaces, how is that working out? And he was being interviewed by a guy from Vice this was a while ago. And, he, and the guy from Vice was like, it's fine. He's like, has it? It's been a disaster. It's been chaos. And you, it's funny is because uh, when he said that, you know, he's older than me. And, um, you know, I don't even, I, what is he in his 50s? So he's growing up in the time when women are slowly coming more and more into the workplace. And he says it's a disaster. It's an interesting point. First, yeah, I think if women want to have jobs, they should be allowed to work wherever they want. There should be no discrimination. You know, I'm liberal like that, huh? interesting point, however, that he was making is that men and women expect different things socially. And he made a good point, a point that I brought up, a point that I bring up now for you. If you go to work and you're a dude and you walk up to another dude and you go, whoa, Ricky, you working out, man? You're looking good. That's a nice suit. What is that? Is that, what is that made of? You know, velour? I don't know. Is that a thing? Whatever. A silk, a silk robe? My point is this. If you walk up to a guy and you're a guy and you go, whoa, bro, looking good, man. You working out? You lost weight? Wow. Great suit, by the way. Nobody cares. Nobody bats an eye. Now imagine the same thing. You're a guy and you walk in. Ooh, Diane, you're looking good. You working out? That's a nice dress. Oof. You're getting written up. Imagine if you walk up to a guy and you put his hand on his shoulder and say, you really did a good job out there, man. No, no one cares. You do that to a woman? Maybe not but you have a potential to be getting, getting written up. They'll say, hey, look, you touched her. She didn't like it. We're warning you not to do it again. You'll be like, I put my hand on her shoulder and said, good job. Uh, you, you can't be touching employees like this. Look, you go watch a football game and a guy pats the other guy on the butt. He, the guys in sports give each other firm, open palm slap on the bottoms. Too often for my comfort, I don't quite understand, but they do it. Whatever, I guess. The point is this. Could you imagine a co-ed football team and a guy walks up and just smacks some woman's ass? You're going to get in trouble for that. 
So that's an interesting point. Jordan Peterson brings up the different social demands that people have based on whether they're male or female. Now, I guess the end result is woke people are trying to remove those distinctions, which brings me to the very difficult question that the left lost their minds about, oh, they can't handle the hard questions and the logic behind their own ideas. Sex work is work. That's what they say. My attitude with this, I'm like, dude, if this lady wants to go around, do it, I don't care. There's a question about appropriate workplace behavior, in which case, well, okay, you know, you shouldn't be doing this stuff. I guess you get fired. Sex work is work. If that's true, and there is no distinction between sex work and work, like I hire a guy to be a janitor, and then someone else hires a woman to be a pleasurer. You think there's no distinction? This is what I tweeted. Then can a boss instruct an employee as part of their duties to perform adult activities on them? And the left lost their mind, and they're like, Tim's so dumb, and no, of course not. And I'm like, thank you for proving my point. Sex work is not work. Sex work is sex work. It is distinct culturally, socially, legally. You do not expect, this is what I said, as a lawyer, you walk into the office, you got a little garbage can. They say, hey, we're going to need you to empty out your garbage can at the end of the day. Just, just tie it, throw it in the bin on your way out. That would not be seen as unreasonable by anybody. But hey, I'm not a janitor. You can't make me clean up garbage. Yo, come on, dude. Work cleanliness is a part of the job. Now, what if someone said, hey, it's just work. Whether you're a janitor or not, you clean up the garbage. What if some guy hired a per- hires a personal assistant? And then he says, okay, the job is to answer the phone, check the emails, and then provide pleasurable services to assist. No, of course not. You can't do that. We all say no to that outright. That's the point about the workplace stuff. So while I certainly think everyone's obsessed with this story because it's salacious gossip about a woman who's not newsworthy, not a public figure, and I even saw like a video, like they followed her home or taking pictures of her like, oh, we got her. It's like, dude, who cares? You want to have a conversation about workplace dynamics between men and women? Fine, let's do it. But I got to criticize the obsession with the gossip of this story. I don't know, man, because people are just absolutely obsessed with talking about how these people were hooking up. Good for them. I hope they had fun. They're human adults. Consenting adults can do what they want. Let's talk about the uh, elephant in the room there. The fact that in 99.8% of circumstances, probably 99.999, if it was only men, this wouldn't happen. And the reason I say 99.999 is because I I know that gay guys exist and that dudes, you know, hook up. But if you didn't have a woman in the workplace, people would, this, this, this would not have happened. There would be no suspensions. There would be no firings. There would be no controversy. So my question then is, which direction do we go? Are humans sexual and allowed to engage in such? And that means even if it's at work, as long as it's not interfering with the workplace process, they shouldn't be suspended for it? Or is it substantially distinct, meant to be kept in private, not to be in public, not to be in the workplace? I go with that one. Keep it to the privacy of your own home. I don't want to know your business. I don't care about your business, but you shouldn't be doing it at work. And then I'm going to get all the feminists mad, but uh, yo, what up? Jordan Peterson made that point. How do you respond? He said it was a disaster. I mean, is it? This would not have happened otherwise. You would not have this scandal and this controversy. But is it freedom versus security? Is it pros and cons? See, this is what I was saying earlier. I I, I like the idea of order, but not rigid, totalitarian, anything like that. Just like some structure. And knowing this stuff doesn't happen would be good. The fact that we're seeing it happen more and more, not so good. 
So what, what is our solution to this problem? Here's what I think the left is pushing the, the uh, idea that it's totally fine on purpose because they know there is no solution. They know that if you take adult men and women and put them in the same place and they're bored, they're going to do things that sound fun with each other. But they want it to be not like that. Well, I suppose I should say they want to normalize it because currently it is a problem. That's the thing. To regular working people, to your average American, this is a problem. Cops should not be doing this on the job. But how do you have stabilized work environments with men and women together? Now, I can already hear the left. They're saying, oh, oh Tim's saying that the people can't help themselves. Dude, I'm saying that the percentage is greater than zero. I didn't say it was greater than 50. I didn't say it was greater than 10, 5, or even 1. It's greater than zero. That men and women will if you know what I mean, in the workplace and then cause problems and get fired. I know. I can hear the leftist arguments. Yeah, but people will steal from the workplace, but people will do other crimes in the workplace. I know, I know, I know. My point is, that's why they're trying to normalize this kind of behavior and this kind of stuff. They're trying to, you know, sort of just say, don't be mad about it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So look, I know, final thoughts. You got me. Nobody would shut up about it. I'm seeing people post about it. I said, fine, let's talk about it. I'll leave it there. Next segments coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Come hang out live. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.